The miracle happened on West 74th Street, in the home where Mama worked. It was a big brown stone encircled by a wrought iron fence, and overlooking either side of the ornate door were gargoyles, their granite faces carved from my nightmares. They terrified me, so I didn't mind the fact that we always entered through the less impressive side door, whose keys Mama kept on a ribbon in her purse. Mama had been working for Sam Hollowell and his family since before my sister and I were born. You may not have recognized his name, but you would have known him the minute he said hello. He had been the unmistakable voice in the mid-1960s who announced before every show, the following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. In 1976, when the miracle happened, he was the network's head of programming. The doorbell beneath those gargoyles was the famously pitched three-note chime everyone associates with NBC. Sometimes, when I came to work with my mother, I'd sneak outside and push the button and hum along. The reason we were with Mama that day was because it was a snow day. School was canceled, but we were too little to stay alone in our apartment while Mama went to work, which she did through snow and sleet and probably also earthquakes and Armageddon. She muttered, stuffing us into our snowsuits and boots, that it didn't matter if she had to cross a blizzard to do it, but God forbid Ms. Mina had to spread the peanut butter on her own sandwich bread. In fact, the only time I remember Mama taking time off work was 25 years later, when she had a double hip replacement, generously paid for by the Hollowells. She stayed home for a week, and even after that, when it didn't quite heal right, and she insisted on returning to work, Mina found tasks to do that kept her off her feet. But when I was little, during school vacations and bouts of fever and snow days like this one, Mama would take us with her on the B train downtown. Mr. Hollowell was away in California that week, which happened often, and which meant that Ms. Mina and Christina needed Mama even more. So did Rachel and I, but we were better at taking care of ourselves, I suppose, than Ms. Mina was. When we finally emerged at 72nd Street, the world was white. It was not just that Central Park was caught in a snow globe. The faces of the men and women shuddering through the storm to get to work looked nothing like mine, or like my cousins, or neighbors. I had not been into any Manhattan homes except for the Hollowells, so I didn't know how extraordinary it was for one family to live alone in this huge building. But I remember thinking it made no sense that Rachel and I had to put our snowsuits and boots into the tiny cramped closet in the kitchen when there were plenty of empty hooks and open spaces in the main entry where Christina's and Ms. Mina's coats were hanging. Mama tucked away her coat, too, and her lucky scarf, the soft one that smelled like her, and that Rachel and I fought to wear around our house because it felt like petting a guinea pig or a bunny under your fingers. I waited for Mama to move through the dark rooms like Tinkerbell, alighting on a switch or a handle or a knob so that the sleeping beast of a house was gradually brought to life. You two be quiet, Mama told us, and I'll make you some of Ms. Mina's hot chocolate.